listening to this week's episode of the Not Your Average Tea Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tabario, coming at you with an initial reaction podcast here. Just talk about the Jets 27-12 loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't even know where to start. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. Garrett Wilson got hurt. He missed a chunk of time during the game because he got hurt, got hit in the ribs. And when that happened... It seemed like the Jets was like, wow, who do we throw the ball to now? Which is crazy because they have options. Braxton Berrios probably can't fit in that role, but Braxton Berrios, he's your fourth receiver. He should have a package of plays. Corey Davis, who's still on the team, who was at one point a number one wide receiver, throw him the ball. Make sure you put him out wide. Or put him in Garrett Wilson's spot and have him run those plays. The Jets always talk about how every wide receiver needs to know every position on the field. So when Garrett Wilson goes out, there's no reason why you can't put Elijah Moore in his spot. You can't put Corey Davis in his spot. Because supposedly they know those plays, right? That's why Denzel Mims can't get on the field. It was frustrating to say the least. Also... Whoever suggestion it was to put Elijah Moore out wide and have him run a go route three or four times and try to out jump defenders that have four or five inches on, of height on him, they either A, need to be shot in the moon or B, not allowed to give their opinion in these offensive strategy meetings anymore. Because that's a horrible decision. Elijah Moore is 5'9", 5'8". One of the two. He's going up against people who are 6'1", 6'2". And you want to put him out wide and throw a go ball? A 50-50 go ball? Have him? You think he's going to out jump somebody who got that much height on him? The Jets did. So they did it not once, but twice. One time they did it, it was 4th and 5. That's not Elijah Moore's game. Elijah Moore will tell you that's not his game. The Jets, they just try to get cute, and they try to do too much all the time, right? Like, all these wide receivers have to know all these positions, and if you don't know all these positions, you won't see the field. That's why they lost week one versus Baltimore. They They had that philosophy, and they didn't want to put Garrett Wilson out there. Garrett Wilson is the best wide receiver they have. But he doesn't know the Z, W, X, Y, B, plus two, up, down, one, two, three position. So he can't go out there. That's silly. That offensive philosophy, that strategy, whatever it is, needs to be shot into the moon. All right? When they go out there, they need to have Corey Davis on one side, Garrett Wilson on another, Elijah Moore in the middle. If you had two wide receivers, put Garrett Wilson in the slot. Like, Garrett Wilson can play the slot, cool, but you got to get another big receiver out there. And if you put Elijah Moore out there, use it as a as a diversion. Don't actually throw him the ball on a go route, four from five. He could be a clear out. Don't throw him the ball. Joe Flacco, what are you doing? I really want to be mad at Joe Flacco, but it's clearly not all his fault. Father time catches up with everybody. And to be fair, he's a statue. He was limited. All the things that everybody knew. George Fant, 
on the left left tackle. He's been bad, yeah, but he's also just starting to play the position again after he spent all this time trying to learn right tackle in training camp before Dwayne Brown hurt himself, before Makai Becton. Like, it's just been a tragedy at the tackle position. At the end of the game, not even the end of the game, third quarter, fourth quarter, George Fant gets hurt at some point, goes out. So our starting left tackle for the rest of the game was Connor McDermott. I bet you didn't even know Connor McDermott was in the league. And the right side, rookie Max Mitchell. Bravo, hats off to you, Rook. I didn't notice you at all most of the game. Like, you didn't have any clear and obvious mistakes. George Fant was getting beat like a drum by Trey Hendrickson. My God, back-to-back plays. Just getting beat like a drum by Trey Hendrickson, who the Jets wanted to sign. Instead, they go Carl Lawson, who disappeared disappeared today. He got a half sack last week. Disappeared against the Ravens. Where are you at? I really thought Carl Lawson was going to be the linchpin this team needed. However, he just really hasn't shown up. And I said this on Twitter, too. I was like, hey, you know, I've thought this for a while now. Our defense is not able to get any sacks. Like, it's almost like the Jets think that they're not allowed to get sacks. That's honestly kind of what it feels like here. It makes me wonder, and you can let me know, like, maybe, just maybe, Swapping out defensive linemen every two plays is bad for them getting in the rhythm. They can't get in the rhythm if on the first two downs is a quick pass and a run, and then they're getting pulled. You're pulling Carl Lawson off the field for Jacob Martin. He plays way too much. And where's Bryce Huff? Bryce Huff, we kept him on because he was a great bendy pass rusher. And he can't even get activated. Week one and two against run-heavy teams, you understand. But the Bengals? I bet Joe Burrow threw the ball 30 times, 30, 40 times. Ultimately, I think something has to change with this defense, the philosophy, whatever. Like, we tried to give Sala a pass because, you know, he was the coach of the 49ers defense when they were going crazy and they went to the Super Bowl. Two things, both of them can be true. One, the Jets don't have a Nick Bosa. Without a Nick Bosa, that defensive line maybe doesn't make it as far as they did. And two, that defensive line being as good as it was was an aberration. Both things are true. Both things can be true. Maybe one of them is true. I don't know. But we we got to figure out. We got to figure out this Jeff Obrich. Boy, if he comes out there and let Mitch Trubisky light him up, I think he got to go. And I think the scheme probably has to go. And it's really making me question if Salah's the right man for the job. And I would hate to see Salah go because that means Mike LaFleur is gone. And Mike LaFleur. Given all of his flaws, he has at least shown the ability to adapt and adjust week to week. If that's not working, he tries something else. He tries. And when he tries, it seems like it works. But Jeff Obrich, how many weeks 
Are we going to keep losing by double digits? Like, the defense lets up these points because they, they stay out there forever. They're out there all the time hoping the offense can give them a break. But these three and outs are crazy. And Salah, did you think you were just going to kick him to death? Did you think that <laughs> for every... Uh, for every two touchdowns they scored, you were going to kick a field goal and, and, like, the math was going to add up somewhere. Like, what are you doing kicking these field goals, bro? You're down two two scores. Your defense isn't stopping anybody. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. I will say this to close out the pot. It was not all doom and gloom. It's not all doom and gloom. The rookies have really performed well. And I say that, like, knowing that Jermaine Johnson really hasn't done much, but in this system, I mean, it's hard to get anything going. For a defensive lineman, I understand why he hasn't done much. But Brees Hall, he needs to get the ball, running the ball more. All right. Him having six carries is almost a war crime. Plus side of that, he had 60 receiving yards. He can catch. He does seem to have, like, one drop a game. But after that, he catches everything, hard passes, contested passes, everything. Brees Hall is going to be fine. Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner locked up Jamar Chase. You can look at Jamar Chase's stats and think otherwise if you want to. He had a touchdown that was like a miscommunication. But when he was lined up one-on-one with Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase didn't get the job done. I'll tell you that. Sauce Garden is the real deal. He is impressive. He's physical. He's fast. He's smart. They got to fix some communication issues on the back end. Sauce Gardner is the real deal. Brees Hall is going to be really good. Michael Carter, even when he was running the ball, he was doing good. He's breaking tackles. Doing things like they gotta. The Jets should take a page out of the Bengals' playbook this week, and if they win the coin toss, receive it, receive it because Zach Wilson's coming back. So turn to the Mac. Zach Wilson is coming back, and get him out there. Let him go first. So, in the event that a Jeff Overs defense shows up, where they don't make any adjustments, he can actually do well. He can actually have some confidence. He's not going to be playing from behind. Let him go first. Also, Garrett Wilson is him. We we found that out last week. Garrett Wilson is him. He did well again today. Probably would have done better if he didn't take that shot to the ribs from the safety, who which caused him to miss a little bit of the game. He'll be okay. I don't know if the Steelers have corners that are as good as the Bengals. And the Bengals' corners aren't good, all right? They have Eli Apple back there. But Eli Apple, Garden, Elijah Moore on go routes. I take Eli Apple, even though the man is burnt toast. Regardless of the box score, guys, it wasn't. It was a bunch of like. Ugh. It's hard to describe this game, because you look at the score and think twenty-seven twelve, the Bengals got a lead, big time, and the Jets just struggled. It wasn't that. It was. It was. It was close. But a bunch of mental errors. John Franklin Myers on third and seven. 
makes Joe Burrow throw the ball away, but he hits him and almost falls on him. 15-yard penalty, Bengals get a touchdown. And I think that might have been the same drive when the other vet, Jordan Whitehead, who has been really bad. I don't know why, but he's been bad. He was one of the Jets' free agent acquisitions this offseason. We thought maybe that would help fix one of our terrible safety slots. Nah, he's a liability out there. All right, I think he was on the miscommunication. Him, It was him or Joyner, one of the two. Both of them have been terrible. But they were both on the miscommunication when Sauce gave up the touchdown to Jamar Chase. Then Tyler Boyd, if you're looking at fantasy, you're like, oh, man, Tyler Boyd went off. 56-yard touchdown catch? What happened? Nah. Uh, and you can watch the tape back. Jordan Whitehead is like, that's my fault. He was supposed to tackle. He tried to light him up and bounced off Tyler Boyd. And Tyler Boyd was like, oh, okay, bye. House call. Jordan Whitehead has to play better. LaMarcus Joyner has to play better. We got to stop doing this defensive lineman, in and out, NASCAR, whatever rotation. That's trash. Because even Quentin Williams was like, hey, it was this video of Quentin Williams arguing with the coach. Because the coach is like, oh, yeah, we're going to send five. Quentin's like, don't send five. Just let us win with four. Stop subbing us out. Quentin hated it. He's like, let me win. I can't win if you keep pulling me out. <laughs> I understand Quentin's frustrated. It is a contract year for him, but the Jets just got to be better. They, they got to be better. And I don't know if Zach Wilson coming back next week will help at all. We'll talk about that in the preview episode. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. George Fan doesn't play. Zach Wilson's going to get hurt again, unfortunately. Because Conor McDermott is not an NFL-level backup. He's not even that good. Jets are in trouble, but it'll be fun to watch next week. At least that's a plus. But all right, everybody, I want to thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Not Your Average t Podcast. Talk to you soon. You can. You can. You can.